songs. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover, and I am joined today by my guest co-host, Amy Albert. Hello. Hello. Thanks for being here, Amy. Thanks for having me, my love. Um, and we are also joined by our guest today. He is a comedian, Chris Gethard. How's it going? <laughs> How are you? Good. Uh, right before this, Chris told us it is 90 degrees in New Jersey, and it sounds like you're having a fun time. I'm loving it. I love my, I'm loving my life. I really am, and it's good to talk to you. And when I... Um, I was like thinking, I'm like, wow, how weird is it for you to ask me to come and we talk about parenting? Because when when we met, we were both very, very young. I was legally Incredibly not young. able to drink when we first met. Correct. And look at this. Now neither of us drink. <laughs> yeah. We got it all out of the yeah, way. Yeah, I went through. <laughs> I, I was not legally allowed to drink i was drinking and then around the time i was legally able to drink i stopped drinking and you were there for all of that you were present present and accounted for so i have three kids <laughs> they're all boys i have a five-year-old a nine-year-old and a ten-year-old amy what you got i have two uh humans and one is uh, my girl is five and a half almost six she's almost six and my little boy is three right on and what's the situation over there Gethard? I have a boy and he turned two in April all right how's that going how's it going it's two can can be really uh hit or miss it's the best I mean it's like um he's really incredible and he's so cute and he I think it's like a lot more daring than a two-year-old. Like he, we take him swimming and he just like runs and jumps off the dock with his floaties on. And the other parents are like, he's too, like he's not scared of anything, but he's also covered in cuts and has a big old scar on his forehead from getting stitches already. So he's kind of like a very inspiring, wild, fearless kid who also gets dinged up from it. But he's also smart and funny and I like him. None of this is surprising. <laughs> Because yeah, I feel like you yeah. are a very adventurous soul. See, I'm an adventurous soul, but I was ne like, I'm scared of roller coasters and heights. Like, I've always, en I've always enjoyed a, an ill-advised situation, or, or you know, like I'm someone who tends to like hit the gas when you should hit the brake. But this thing where he'll just leap off of anything—that he gets from his mom. She's much more of a physical really? daredevil, but. Yeah, but he's also funny and sweet and, you know. Is your wife a dancer? I feel like, what what does she do? My wife had, my wife's like the coolest and she's got the coolest resume. Her background, um, she started, her first, um, her first real professional gig was she was in the National Touring Company of Rent with Neil Patrick Harris. Whoa. So she started in the Broadway world and then got more and more into experimental theater she was in Stomp, and she was in, I think the two shows that I think kind of define her the most, there were these aerial theater dance shows called De La Guarda and Fuerza Bruta. Oh! Which were like... Yes! Yeah. those, yeah. Kind of like very That's big very in their cool. time in New York, and it was people literally like hanging from harnesses and do like like running around on like 50 feet up in the sky, like doing stunts and, and choreographed dance and stuff. And she did those. So she's real badass. I don't know 
if you remember Joanne Solomon from the olden, olden times. She's one of my wife's best friends. Oh. Oh, my God. So I never knew. Jo- Joanne Solomon is a lovely person. I never knew Joanne at UCB. And then I started dating Hallie and Joanne and I would talk and Joanne would just start like referencing all these people who I'd known forever. And I was like, what's going on? And then I found out she was like on one of the first Harold teams and was around like mm-hmm. solo arts UCB days. So I was like, oh, you're more of an OG in my world than I am. And at this point, I'm like the crusty old guy in New York. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know my understanding is that Joanne kind of like got sucked into the aerial world. And that is yeah. and everybody was like, oh, and then. All of a sudden, Joanne was doing this whole other thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's... And then she kind of disappeared from comedy. Yeah. And she was like, I'm a fucking warrior who hangs upside down every yes. night. Yeah. And her and my wife are, are tight as can be. How do you get sucked oh, into the aerial cool. world? I want that. <laughs> it's really... The way my wife... Because I, I meet all these people too. She's still extremely... I think when you're doing shows where you could literally die or be paralyzed every night, you you stay close with those people forever. And some of them are like people who are like alternates on the Olympics gymnastics team. And then some of them... Holy shit! But then some of them were like singers. And like she came from more like the Broadway bent. And then some of them are... It's just like they come from all... Like some of them are like professional stunt people. And... Cool. It it kind of, they kind of came from all these different corners of the world, and I I really think with that job it was just sort of like who physically is able to do this and also put on a show while doing it because it's extremely hard. So yeah, I I feel really lucky in a lot of ways because I kind of feel like for someone who's got the career I have, and comedians are generally the weirder of the career I would imagine in their coupling. But even for me, and I, I've had some twists and turns and done it in a non-traditional way, like I'm I'm the one who is, my life is kind of easier to explain. And that's astounding. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, here, let me let me tell y'all about uh, what what uh, the story I am bringing today. Um, so I took we took our kids to Disneyland uh, for the very first time which was very exciting. Oh, boy. We'd been putting it off, and we actually had had tickets a few, uh, like a couple years ago, and then um, our son, one of our sons got sick, like, the night before, and so we never told them uh, that they were going to have gone to, like, because he would have cried forever. He would have been like, that one time we're going to go to Disneyland, I fucked up because I got sick. So we just, we didn't tell them. And our whole plan. only you had stayed healthy, we would have had so much fun. We would have all had fun. Oh, my God. And his older brother never would have let him forget it. Like, oh, my God, he would have held that over. Well, we would have gone when I was eight. Um, It was <laughs> so uh when they reopened disneyland uh the, the word on the street was like you should go now it's only californians it's super empty it's amazing um so you know we had also been putting it off because um it's so fucking expensive like you're you're gonna throw down like a thousand dollars just with, oh my god easily with everything like just renting just renting strollers Ugh, oh. ridiculous yeah so a family of five come on yeah. Yeah. um so we were uh so we okay 
what am I going to So I, first of all, you know me. I did a ton of research. I asked a ton of people what it, I should do so that it would be perfect. Um, and one thing we did that was really fucking great uh, that uh, Amanda Allen uh, recommended, which I did and I was very glad uh, I did, was I went on to hotels tonight, uh, like the night before, and I reserved a hotel for that day. And then we oh. were able to park there for free and then walk to the park and then like at the end of the day just go back and and sleep and it never made sense to me before why someone would do that because we live like two hours from the park or whatever but it was really actually a great it was really good advice um so so the morning of we get up early the kids are like man i don't want to get up early and we're like look it's gonna be great <laughs> don't worry about it um our 10 year old hates surprises he wants to know everything um so anyway so we we somehow get in the car and uh no one knows what's up um we packed the car the night before got like five hours of sleep we're up early let's go um we drive all the way there um and it's not until we really get there that the kids are like we're going to disneyland which was awesome um and i and i videotaped it and um there was, but there was nothing. They were. It was just like a slow sort of like great. Uh, I was really hoping they'd be like, oh my god. Um, but you know, they were still really happy. Um, and um, our our ten year old is like a real Debbie Downer. So he was like, um, well, finally I get to go to Disneyland. I'm ten years old and I still haven't gone to Disney. It was like, oh, he's so negative. So anyway, we're like, oh, <clears throat> okay, okay. Well, we're going today. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so we parked there, walk over to the park, um, our, uh, five-year-old had had, so that you probably don't know this gather. So my five-year-old had had open heart surgery 10 days prior. Oh, wow. 10 days prior. 10 days prior. But little kids That's are crazy. So scary. Pants. I know. Yeah. It was a fucking nightmare. So um, all right. Yeah. He's good. good. He's great. Every day he shows me all of his like scabs and scars, and he's like, "Look at, he, look at my holes." That's what he calls oh, them. His holes. My wow. holes. <laughs> look at my holes, and we're like, "Look at your holes. They look great." Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. So he had had open heart surgery ten days prior, and really he was like, "Great." He didn't seem uh, fucked up. Um, he was like, if anything, maybe had more energy because his heart was moving blood more. Uh, better uh, throughout his body um, but as we're getting as we're like walking to the park which wasn't that far it was like a five minute walk he already is like I'm tired and we're oh. like oh boy that's uh, early in the okay so I had a p- piggyback ride him what is it gathered do you have to like check with doctors like is Disney is Disneyland okay less than two weeks out do you have to go we... like what do we think space can the kid go on space mountain or is that going to be too much right now <laughs> I think we did ask them that, and they essentially were like, um, <clears throat> they were like, when you, so when you break a bone, you know, you have a cast on it, and it keeps it in place. When you get open heart surgery, okay, this is fucking grisly. Everyone just, they break open <laughs> your chest, and then when it's over, um, you can't just put, I guess, like a cast around your chest, so they, they, mm, they sew your chest together with uh, steel wire. Okay. Oh, so yeah. they were like, just 
don't like hit him in the like he couldn't do t-ball um they were like don't let anything hit him in the chest which is really cool and you have two older brothers who are always kicking and hitting and flailing and um i know i was gonna say i'm like (laughs) i mean he does have two older brothers it's gonna be hard to avoid right you just like hands in front of his chest constantly do you have to tell the older two like hands off or you will kill him like, do you have to tell Pretty them much. that that explicitly? Yeah. Not that explicitly, but like when they would start to get rough, right? Especially like in the couple weeks after the surgery, mm. we would we were just like, hey, hey, don't, no, like you could really hurt him. Um, and they're like, Ugh. um, <laughs> mom won't they let me hurt him. They don't get it too because like they didn't see all the insane shit that I saw, so it's all like kind of very um. I don't know. They're very removed from it. So it's like the yeah. concept of his surgery. But but also if we sort of deal them in too much, like even just seeing all of his sort of like incisions and, and scabs and scars and stuff, uh, our nine-year-old was like super disturbed um, and upset by it. So it's, yeah, it's hard to find a balance. Um, but, uh, and also we don't want to make our five-year-old feel like he's like this little fragile you know because i think that upsets him um so so yeah so he he needed a piggyback ride uh to the park fine um so we get to the park and i'm like you know what maybe we need to get a, a stroller um because if he needs a piggyback ride just walking to the park like there's a lot of walking at disney let's get a stroller and yeah and so the strollers are like thirty dollars to oh, rent so it's it's because we don't have a stroller anymore because we no. have a fucking five-year-old a nine-year-old and a ten-year-old no one takes a stroller right. um and when you're five and you have two way, like way older brothers the idea of being like i'll be in a stroller no he's oh. like i want to be a cool older guy strollers yeah. are for babies Sweet. so we're waiting in line uh, in the hot hot sun for this stroller he is like i don't want a stroller and we're like well look you need to we probably should have one and he's like i don't want one he's all pissed um and so for the first i would say like couple of hours uh we um no one would go in the stroller and it was really just me like wheeling around um our backpack um in a in a really um uh ornate carrying method um <laughs> So he and every time I'd be like, hey, you want to go in this? He was like, no. Um, and then at some point, his older brother, who's 10, was like, well, can I sit in it? And I was like, fine. So <laughs> I I let him. They're good strollers. Like they really you can push around a hundred pound kid. You really don't. I mean, it's not a problem. Um, so he was in it for a little while. And and what I had hoped would happen happened, which is then the five year old was like, Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it's good enough for Rex, uh, it's good enough for me. Um, if this ten year old will do it, then I guess I'm not a baby. Um, so then he wants to do it and then the ten year old freaks out and throws a total tantrum and is like, why does he get to be in this stroller? (laughs) And we're like, well, first of all, uh, you're 10, so you can walk. Um, (laughs) Second of all, uh, you didn't have open heart surgery 10 days ago. And he's like, but that's And we're like, no, actually, that is the whole. I mean, (laughs) next time you get open heart surgery, you get dibs on the stroller, okay? Uh, Do you really over-enunciate it every time you're like, open heart? (laughs) 
I probably do. Surgery. Yeah. He clearly isn't hearing it. Yeah. So, so he's having a big fuss and he's all mad. All right. So, uh, so first of all, things have opened up a lot more since uh, we had gotten the tickets. Now it's open to anyone from anywhere. Um, and it was the day after the mask mandate in California had been lifted. So it's filled with people from all over the country. No one is wearing a mask because it's outdoors, I guess. But even when we were indoors, like packed like sardines, no one was wearing a mask. So that was like a little nerve wracking. Um, and, uh, and it was also like, it was like, oh, I mean. It was maybe 85 degrees. It was hot. And there's like no shade. And you're just in the hot California sun. And it's just beating on you. And standing in line with three kids for like 35 minutes in line. And everyone's whining the entire time. (laughs) Um, So we're trying to, you know, make everyone happy. But everyone's like tired. My legs hurt. I'm hot. Why can't we, you know, get a hundred things to eat that all cost a hundred dollars each? And at some point, okay, so we go on, there's like a new ride. It's a Star Wars ride. There's like two Star Wars rides and they're fucking amazing. Uh, One of them is super amazing, amazing. Um, And I love it. There's like animatronics, but it's like just, just uh, uh, like, janky enough janky is that a word that we can use is there any reason i can't use that janky? word? I th- janky i think so i think it's okay i don't i don't know the etymology or to my knowledge to my knowledge we're okay, okay. but who knows <laughs> we may have just been three extremely ignorant white people <laughs> yeah, <Janky>. well i never <laughs> all right so but it has like animatronics and they're just kind of like bad enough that it's like super fun and there but there's also like uh, all sorts of kind of electronic and animated things <laughs> animated things and um <laughs> it's it's amazing it's super fun and there and so there's this ride uh well anyway so both times we ride there's like a millennium falcon and then there's this other thing and they're really super fun, but um, my son, Odie, has to sit sort of like, sorry. So one of the rides had this thing where you all go into this, um, this like pretend vehicle and, you know, the, it moves around and you watch a bunch of shit on the screen and there's like, you know, the, the thing that you're sitting in moves, but you're not actually like going anywhere. Um, and... And so my two older are supposed to be in the front and they're supposed to be the gunmen. And my husband is supposed to, I don't know, do something else in another chair. And then Odie and I are sitting across this aisle from each other. Um, and it's about this, the width of a Humvee, let's say. It's a, it's a wide sort of thing. Um, and I'm sitting on one side and Odie's sitting on the other side. And we're supposed to press buttons because we're the engineers, okay? It's super fun. Um, but... At some point, uh, some point, like a few minutes in, Odie starts to get really upset because this is like way more intense than um. we an- anticipated. And for some fucking reason, we sat like no one was near him. He was like alone. No one was in front of him. I couldn't reach him across this aisle. And he's like crying. And this thing is like throwing us around. Um, <laughs> and he wasn't crying because he was in pain. It didn't have like a chest Oh, no, he did, because his head kept, like, bumping into the seat behind him, which hurt. 
of course. Yeah. Um, and so he's crying, and I'm like, it's fine. Um, and um, uh, so that was intense, and it, it really um, – it definitely sucked the fun out of it for me. Um, and, uh, but he really did not enjoy that. Um, and I felt like an asshole for putting him through that. And that was something we found quite a bit. He'd be, like, into going on a ride, and then it would – of course be too intense but of course the nine-year-old and the ten-year-old want to do all that shit um so after after a little bit of that we're like he, he's like i want to i want to go home and we're like oh it's like noon um <laughs> maybe maybe we could like stay a little longer and so what we figure out is ari's gonna take Odie back to the hotel and um and uh, and and Rex wants to go too because he's tired and he's hot and he doesn't like it and like all the pictures we took was uh, all the kids look very sad and the ten year old especially is like uh, like in all of the pictures he's so mad that it's hot <laughs> and he's he's tired um, and it's it's really hard all the time to not be like nut the fuck up um, all the time. <laughs> But it's 2021, and we're not those. That's not our generation of parents. We don't say, you know, eat, you know, what does it suck it up? So, but it's but it's hard because that's certainly part of how we were raised, and it's hard not to yell that. Um, because oh, come on, man, sure. you're at Disneyland. At some point, too, the, everyone was like, um, <laughs> at some point, uh, Ajax, our nine-year-old. Uh, sees a bunch of uh, a mama duck and a bunch of ducklings like in a some water feature and he's like this is the most magical place on earth oh my god <laughs> <laughs> over ducks well, over standard yes. ducks that could be at any park yeah you could have paid not a thousand dollars yeah thank you gethard for getting right to exactly what that's about yeah like yeah. we could okay th that's the most magical thing of the whole we just saw the millennium felt okay um full-sized <laughs> millennium falcon cool um so so yeah uh rode on it didn't just see rode on yeah was, the millennium like, falcon like drove it <laughs> some filthy street duck gets us right over the top it's magic. Uh, it's magical. Oh, it's the most magic. I get it now. There's ducks. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So so fine. So my husband um, uh, takes takes Odie and Rex back to the hotel, and and of course Ari is like super sad about that. He's like, I want to go on Space Mountain. I want to go. I want to do all this stuff. Um, but I couldn't do it because I had to go back to the hotel uh, that uh, that night at 7 p.m. to teach an improv class from our hotel. Oh, my. Wow. That's just, the longest day ever recorded in history. It was the that longest just, day God, ever recorded. Dang. Um, it was a really long day. And we were like, well, if I teach this class, it essentially pays for this hotel. <laughs> and so... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. We have stupid logic. We're done with money. Um, <laughs> so, so, so I stay with Ajax, and Ajax is um, he's he's when he walks, he kind of drags his feet and shuffles, and so a day, you know, doing that all day at fucking Disney, and after a year and a half in quarantine, mm. he is like 
wrecked. Um, so I'm I'm with him. We go on um, we we go on Splash Mountain. He fucking loves it. We go on Space Mountain. I'm so excited. I love roller coasters. Space Mountain is my favorite roller coaster in the world, next to the Coney Island, that like white wooden one. The Cyclone. Those are my yeah. The Cyclone. Those are my two favorite roller coasters. Um, and it had been a long time since I'd been on the uh, uh, Space Mountain, and I was so excited, and he was so excited because he's usually my my roller coaster pal in the family. And so he was psyched to do it. We go. It's so fucking much fun. It's way more terrifying than I remember. It is essentially, <laughs> for anyone listening, it's a roller coaster indoors in the dark. And, <laughs> and it's nuts. Um, and it's just like ridiculous music is playing the whole time. And it's like you're in outer space and there's stars. But really, you're probably in like a warehouse with a bunch of mirrors and some lights on the ceiling. Um, yeah. And it goes super fast, and and I'm having a great time. And at the end of the roller coaster, we like pull in, and Ajax is like, "That's the worst thing that's ever happened to me." Oh no! <laughs> oh no! He's like, "I hate that so much. I am so glad that's over. I can't believe oh. we just did that. I never <laughs> want to do that again." And we're walking, and he just keeps going on and on about it. He's like, I am fucking traumatized from this experience. I hated that roller coaster. And I, I sort of like, it's like beat, beat. And I was like, Ajax, what would you say if I told you that was my favorite roller coaster? <laughs> and he was like, like, it was as if, it was as if it was, I had said, what if I were to tell you? I was a Nazi this whole time. Like he was just like, what? Like he was like, his his feelings about me like changed. He said something to that effect of just like that changes the way I see you, um, because that was a. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> he oh was so God. upset and disturbed by it. <clears throat> but then la later on, when he saw his older brother, he was like, I liked it. I think I liked it, and we'll, I'm I'm gonna go on it again probably. So anyway, we go on a bunch of rides, but he's like limping around. And at some point I'm like, hey, we should probably um, get uh, going. We should go because I, you know, I got to teach my class. I don't want to I don't want to have this. I want to take a moment, you know, maybe even take a shower before I teach my class. Um, and he is moving so fucking slow and I'm getting lost trying to find our way out of the park and to this hotel. And I can't find our way. And um and uh, so he limped and limped, and uh, he kept sitting down, and, and I was like, we really got to go. Because um, also every moment we are um, not going towards the hotel, my husband and the other two kids are waiting for us, and also my husband and the oldest are going to come back to the park now, and they're very eager to do that. So um, there's a lot sort of riding on him uh, sitting down on a curb every time he sits down on a curb. And it's taking us like 45 minutes just to walk out of this fucking park. Um, but eventually he walks out of the park. And um, I'm teaching a class in the hotel in the same room as two of my children who keep talking to me and asking for things. And because I am teaching a class, I can't like do anything or feed them or anything. So they're eating like ice cream and... Um, like potato chips for dinner um and it was fucking stupid and then the next day we had to rush home so that my husband could teach a class uh and he didn't want to do it in the car and um and i got a speeding ticket 
for going 80 miles an hour. Oh, no. Because he was so aggro about, like, I'm going to go home. Like, I'm going to have to teach this class in the car. And I'm like, it's not a big deal. And he's like, oh, I don't want to move. And so I'm like, just speeding, trying to get him home, trying to just get home because everyone's up, you know. Anyway, so uh, Disneyland giveth, Disneyland taketh. <laughs> Wait, so did you guys all the whole family stayed in one one room? Yeah, it was actually yeah. great. It was like a oh, cool. it was like a suite kind of. Uh oh, so there was like a pull-out couch and two of them slept on there and then we had a king-size bed, but um instead of he was going to sleep with us in the king-size bed, but the littlest just slept on some couch cushions on the floor. And oh. it was fine. And there was like a kitchen there and stuff. So it was actually great. <laughs> Do you remember when you were a kid seeing all those commercials for Hooked on Phonics? It's a brand that we grew up with. You might have even used it to learn to read. And they always made it look and sound so easy. Well, 35 years later, Hooked on Phonics is still the leader in teaching kids to read. And I personally will tell anyone who will listen how great it is. Two out of my three kids learned to read with Hooked on Phonics. And guess how much work it was for me? None. Now, there are different ways that you can do it. Hooked on Phonics has a learn-to-read curriculum that uniquely combines an amazing app with hands-on learning materials shipped to your home every month. With Hooked on Phonics, you get unlimited access to their powerful reading app, along with workbooks that give your child essential hands-on practice just to reinforce the skills that they're building in the app. Plus, you get storybooks written specifically to build your child's confidence and discussion questions to increase reading comprehension. My kids loved the Hooked on Phonics app. From what I could see when they were using it, they used a lot of songs and animation and repetition. And the way that they put it all together made it fun for them. And guess what? Their curriculum is guaranteed to help your child learn to read. My son, Odie, who's five now, he used Hooked on Phonics last year to teach himself how to read. It's easy and it's fun and it works. Give your child the confidence that reading brings with Hooked on Phonics. And for Why Mommy Drinks listeners, you can go to hookedonphonics.com slash WMD and you can receive your first month for just a dollar. That's hookedonphonics, P-H-O-N-I-C-S dot com slash WMD to get your first month of Hooked on Phonics for just one dollar. Hookedonphonics.com slash WMD. I'm so glad that Thrive Cosmetics is a sponsor of the Why Mommy Drinks podcast because it introduced me to Thrive and now I can introduce you to Thrive Cosmetics. In case you need a refresher, here is why Thrive Cosmetics is freaking amazing. Their products are made with clean, high-performance, skin-loving ingredients that actually improve your skin over time. All Thrive Cosmetics are formulated without parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. Thrive Cosmetics never tests on animals. They've got that little leaping bunny on there, and PETA has certified them as 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Plus, they have a bold mission that's truly bigger than beauty, because for every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive. Thrive wants me to tell you what I love most about my products and which products I love the most, and it's honestly really hard to pick. I love their Bigger Than Beauty mission. I love that they're cruelty-free. I love their clean beauty standards because I love not having to worry about toxic ingredients on my face, but I also just really love their products. 
and I can't name a favorite. Their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara is their best-selling product, and it's a really excellent mascara that looks great and nourishes your eyelashes. I love my Brilliant Eye Brightener. I have two, and I use the lighter one as a little highlighter for the tip of my nose and my cupid's bow, so I'm looking fresh on the zoom. And I love Thrive's Bright Balance 3-in-1 Cleanser. It gets all that makeup off. It cleans your face. It never feels tight and dry. It smells great. I love everything about Thrive Cosmetics. You are going to love them as much as I do. And look, I know I said love too many times in this promo, but the heart wants what it wants. Visit thrivecosmetics.com WMD for 15% off your first order. This is an exclusive offer just for Why Mommy Drinks listeners. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash WMD for 15% off your first order. Thrivecosmetics.com slash WMD. Amy, tell me what, uh, tell us what's broken you. Oh, okay. Well, um, that story was so long. I'm so sorry. Well, no, I mean, you know how I feel about Disneyland. I think it, I think it fucking sucks. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, no, it, I hate it. So I get it. Um, but so what has broken me? I'll tell you. So I have been, you know, obviously I lost my, my wonderful job because of the pandemic. So it's been me home with my two kids and I haven't had any alone time in a year and a half, like straight up a year and a half. And you can't count like when I, when I lie and say, I'm like going to go run errands and I just go to like a parking lot and like gently sob, you know, like that is not actual alone time. That is just, you know, what I do for fun. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for using the cry box for that, (laughs) which it was intended. I think that's how I knew. Yeah. We used to be the dressing rooms at Target. That's where I go. But now they're closed. So, yeah. Um, so, so, um, so for the first time ever in a year and a half, both of my kids, th- this week, this happened this week, they were going to be gone during the day. My son yeah. is in preschool. He started preschool. He's killing it. Loves it. Also, they're going to potty train him. And I'm like, fuck yes, because that is the worst. Chris, you're going to get there. The potty. Are you already, you're already there? He will tell us some, if we already have the diaper off, he'll sometimes go, I got to pee. And then we throw him on the potty and he does it. But he won't yes. tell us, hey, take this diaper off. I have to pee. That's No awesome, poopies though. yet either. Yeah, he's a smart kid. Telling you, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. Next step is like, hey, I, can you get me out of the diaper so I can pee? Not just, right. he also is in a phase that I think a lot of, bo- I'm not too concerned. He's a little bit obsessed with his own penis, mm. but I think a lot oh. of boys go through that. I don't know if that's going to end. I don't know if that ever stops. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. my, my husband is still. Yeah, my kids, I, I constantly have to take my tell my 10-year-old to get his hands out of his pants, yeah. like all the time. My son really, like, he really wants to show people his penis. He really thinks they want to know about his penis. <laughs> he thinks it's a step in friendship. Anyway, I'm interrupting. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, um, so my son was in school, and my daughter, we signed her up for camp. And I was so excited. First of all, my you know my daughter's super social and she's really fun. And um, but you know camp is like a new a new thing. She was only back in school in person for two months. You know, like she hasn't had like this steady um, 
time like when she's with a bunch of other kids so this camp it was an art and sports camp which is such nice. a bizarre combo but it was perfect for her so the first day we go i you know i drop her off we come to get her at four o'clock and she goes i never i never want to go back there again no. and i was like no you're fucking going back there yeah you're going mommy mommy needs need, a break i need so <laughs> don't don't fuck it up for me Bo. Uh, yeah, Bo, I swear yeah. to God. And so I had to be like, okay. I mean, I was like, I'm like looking behind me because she's in the vicinity. Um, I was like, look, I mean, I'll, I'll bribe you. I don't give a shit. Oh, is that her? No, it's my dog. It scared me. Oh, oh God. <laughs> um, so she, um, <laughs> Amy's like running away. I don't, she's going to go like hide in the bathroom and tell the story. Right. So, um, and so. I was like, you know, look, this is sometimes in life we have to try things that are kind of scary and you're, you know, you're so great and you're so fun. You're going to have a great time and, you know, we're going to do the week. And she's like, okay. So the next day, and I mean, by the way, I'm like, I feel alive for the first time yeah. in, my, in like my life having time by myself. Like I, I like burst out of my depression, like a butterfly coming out of a, bursting out of a cocoon like I was like I'm I'm alive I'm a 40 something year old woman living my life so yeah. I really like was physically and mentally responding to this time of life. so we pick her up on Tuesday and she's like had the best day she loved it had a great time I was like yes so she's like I, I can't wait to go back tomorrow and I'm like me neither uh so <laughs> 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 so, so you know, my husband and I are excited. We go and get like frozen yogurt. We pick up our son. Everyone's, and then my husband goes, "Oh fuck!" He's looking at his phone. Oh fuck! Did you get that email? And I look at the email. That day, a kid tested positive for fucking COVID, and they shut it down. <sighs> Shit. So That's a nightmare for so many reasons. Oh my! I'm so, so not only is my kid now. She's stuck at home. Uh, my alone time. Not to be a selfish Ruined. dick, but it's done. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you. I don't think you're a selfish dick when you want to be alone for the first time in a year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah, exactly. The last year and a half has been a fucking nightmare. Just such for, a shit For job. people home with kids. Yes. <laughs> it's been a lot. It's homeschooling, yes. that, all that distance learning. <sighs> I, yeah. The, the whole the whole homeschooling thing, by the way, I'm like, ugh, I feel I feel so, I felt sorry for her that I was the one that was like left that had to do that because I'm like, you're not gonna learn anything from me. You're gonna, I mean, I, you're gonna learn how to steal or something like be a. I don't right. know what you're gonna do because I can't. All these other skills I barely possess. So, so okay, so she's home, and then we find out that the kid was like sitting right fucking next to her no. the whole goddamn day. I mean, they had masks inside, but not outside. And so I had to go get her COVID, a COVID test. We just got back from it, like right before we started recording today. And- Oh, this is and, real recent. Oh yeah. I mean, like this literally just happened on this Tuesday. <laughs> like it just happened. And I'm, and so, and she's like fine like oh i get to hang out at home and like watch ryan's world or whatever weird youtube shit she likes 
No. Do you know that show? Gethard, do you know what Ryan's World is? No, not there yet. We're on trash truck. We're in a trash, heavy trash truck phase. So cool. What's trash truck? It's a Netflix show about a lovable garbage truck and a little boy who loves him. <laughs> oh. Do you ever watch, <clears throat> does he ever watch Stinky and Dirty? We haven't gotten to that yet. It's mostly trash truck and Pixar's cars. He oh, made, yeah. he kind of just thinks TV is cars. Like, Sometimes if my wife says to me like, "Hey, maybe we should have a movie tonight," like we should have a movie night tonight, my son will go, "I'll watch Cars," as if <laughs> movie night means well, Cars. Sure. Cody just brought me a note. Oh. Hi, buddy. Can you can you all read it? I wonder if it's backwards for you. Can I saw can? That's can it. Can I have chicken noodle soup? Oh, honey. Yes, I can get you chicken noodle soup. <laughs> and then my dad. This is Odie, by the way. Hi, Odie. Sweetie, it's hi, buddy. Odie, <gasps> is this weird? Odie, can you show my friends your holes? Can you show them how it feels so well? Wow, cool. Cool Cool. I can't, oh, he can't hear you. <laughs> Those look cool, man. Those are awesome holes, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Do you mind if I just finish this real quick and then I'll bring it to you? Yes, Mama. Yeah. So that you can see how it, this is the cabinet and, and it is the chicken noodle soup can in it. That's a right. <laughs> The cabinet with the chicken noodle soup can in it. Great job. Oh, he, right, il he illustrated it? He illustrated the cabinet. Sweet, babe. What were All we right, just I saying about never getting a fucking minute to ourselves? Just kidding. <laughs> Just exactly. kidding. That was adorable. I'm kidding. It was adorable. He's so fucking cute. He's really, really cute, Betsy. He's so cute, Betsy. I love Okay, that. yeah, just put it under the door there, and I'll make sure that I, that I get it. Okay. Look at my note. So, he loves chicken noodle soup, you guys. He will sometimes eat three cans in one day. He will? That's good. Yeah. At least he's getting the water. Is it good? I don't know. Uh, all right. I mean, Go on, Amy. sodium. But, it's um, a lot of when when they when the nutritionist at the hospital was talking to us, she was like, "Oh wow, <laughs> I hate that." <laughs> yeah, hate always that. great. <laughs> oh well, that's okay. That's bad. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, great. Thanks. Um, so okay, so we had to take care of the get the COVID test, and you know, obviously, like I'm sad that I don't have time to myself, but now I've just kind of morphed into like a ball of rage against the mother fucker who didn't get vaccinated that got this kid sick because mm -hmm. I, like we didn't even consider this as an issue anymore at this point which is ridiculous right. of course it's still an issue but you know, I, you and I have tons and tons of friends whose kids have been in camp this entire time and they've, and they've done great and there've been no issues. And mm -hmm. so, um, I, my husband, and I just like, didn't even think about it. Didn't even yeah. think about it. And, uh, the fact well, that the, it's the dawning of Delta, uh, the, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah right. seriously. And now they're saying that the fucking kids won't get, they were supposed to get vaxxed in September and now they're pushing it Why? to like Thanksgiving. Oh God! Well, I'm so sorry, Amy. That is incredibly stressful. It sucks, and I'm I'm so pissed off about it because of a million reasons. But like the fact that now we're fucking worried about my kid like 
contracting this. I mean, thank God, like we're fully back, but we have a, a, another little guy that could get it. And then we have to take him out. Too. And it just like, get fucking vaccinated. Yeah. Get <laughs> fucking, look, I, I'm not, this is not for people who like, who are like, have, can't medically. I, that's, yes, that's not, who, this is, this is to those dick bags who are making a choice not to and fucking fuck off. Yeah. I can't. And the sooner we all get, the sooner people get vaccinated, uh, the less we have to worry about variants yeah. because then we can uh, enjoy more of a herd immunity. Yeah, it's a real fucking bummer. And like in California, they're they're um, reinstating the mask mandate in, inside because of this shit. Like, I, it's just endless. And I'm so... That's a fucking nightmare, Amy. And I, I hear you. It, I wish everyone just get vaccinated so we could move past this. And Yes. Did I tell you... Did I say this on the show yet that my kids were at camp and one of their uh, they like asked their one of the um, counselors if she was vaccinated and she said no. And they asked her why. And uh, she said, uh, I don't want uh, Bill Gates putting a microchip in me. Holy oh, shit. Fuck that. <laughs> at a camp you pay money to send your children to. Yeah. I mean, oh we don't pay, we don't pay that much money. We don't pay like <laughs> complaining money. Uh, it's at the rec center. Wow. But yeah, that's real dumb. That's real Do you tell, do you just straight up tell your son like that? Oh, yeah. They, they already knew. Like they, we had even talked about that before because recently the 10 year old and the nine year old were asking about like conspiracy theories and like, well, what do people think? And so we're like, well, here's one that's pretty crazy. And they were like, that's <laughs> fucking nuts. And so when she said that, they were like, that's nuts. Um, you know, so they're they're informed. They're very informed. They're very uh, up to date uh, and political. Um, but yeah, that was super bananas. It was like, bitch, you have an iPhone. You're being tracked. Dumb, dumb. Um, that's so insane. Well, she's not the sharpest tool in the shed. I've, I've met her before and she's... <laughs> Mm. Well, here, <laughs> let's get right to it. Gethard, please. Sure. Tell us I what mean, this is all, has broken you. All of it is eye-opening to hear. I, I also have to say, listening to your story, Amy, too, I I remember, because my, my kid is not school age yet, so when there was all the debate about our kids going to go back to school, I was sitting there going, man, they better not force these parents to send their kids back. And then I found out every parent I knew who had kids even slightly older mine was like, get my fucking kids out of my house. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, that was the opposite, the opposite of what I thought. So <laughs> I'm not quite there. But it's 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 funny because I'm listening to your stories and I feel like, well, I'm here for the first time. Like, my son's been alive for two and a half years, so I can think of really any, there's been so many moments that broke me. Mm -hmm. um, even this morning, he ate sunblock. He, <laughs> my wife, we were getting him ready to go out and I was working on a computer in our kitchen and then she, he refused to eat. So then she was making him a smoothie just to try to like pack nutrients into a thing. And he came in from the other room with sunblock all over his face. He's like, now, and it was real cute because he's like, no sunburn. And I was like, did you do that yourself? And he's like, yeah. And then his mom is like, did you eat some? And he's like, yeah. And we're like, how much? But he's not old enough to tell us how much. So poison control. Their, web, their phone wasn't working, but their website, actually very good. You can track the actual product. Like it tell, oh, you, oh. They had the product in their database. I entered his age, his weight. 
how much roughly we thought he consumed. They said he's probably good. He might get diarrhea, but he's good. This um, is amazing intel because yeah. I have called poison control oh, po- so many times. They are very nice, by the way, and they are always oh, surprised were- that I am calling from California. <laughs> it's, I I called them one other time and they were very good. And this website, it was it was real quick and felt oh, very reliable. Sweet. So kudos to them. But I'm left thinking of an incident because, so like I I've been working from home. Uh, lucky to say that. Also, you know, there's been a, the major silver lining of the pandemic is I've I've had dinner with my wife and my son almost every night for a year, which like my life, you know, I'm often on the road and often out doing shows at night. So that's been really beautiful. But it, it's really wild because so, you know, my wife and I worked on our TV show together. The TV show got canceled. She got pregnant shortly thereafter. So she's like, well, I'm not going to get a new job now. You know, we're both like that doesn't really make much sense. And then have the kid we're not going to get she's not going to get a new job now first few months of his life and then the pandemic hits so it's like now so it's it's too and you know it's that i i realize now as i kind of see how this works to have a kid in april 2019 particularly bad timing um in terms of my wife taking it on the chin in that sense because like you're you know she just gave birth to her first child she's gonna be on the ropes physically and us rebuilding our life no matter what and then the pandemic and everybody then had to kind of shut it down so mm-hmm. you know amy when you were describing how much that free time you know and i i really have learned like you know even hearing you like quote unquote joke about crying in your car i'm like oh like <laughs> tr- there's you know like truth there and i i feel let alone so point being i have seen how hard it is to handle this kid and our kid he's a good kid sweet kid kind of all over the map sometimes but really good intentions good heart and um you know especially in that first three to six months when there's just no sleeping and there's fighting and stuff that i understand every couple has i remember once saying to my wife my wife was like telling me you could be doing more on this front or that front i go hallie you're yelling at me like I'm the only one who makes mistakes here. And I remember saying to her at one point, like, you'll make food and it'll just stay on the counter and like the garbage cans right there. And she goes, if I'm not throwing away the food, it's because I do not have time to throw away the fucking food. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a banana peel on the counter above the garbage can. Like I, I and like I'm sitting there going, I don't. And then as I've seen this kid in action and as I, I've come to understand what it's like for even with me home, able to help a couple times throughout the day. Maybe put him down for the nap, give him his lunch, wake up with him some mornings. Even with that, I see just how much he puts her through the ringer. So I'm really acquainted with it. And sitting here thinking about what story to tell about when he really broke me, I think it's actually the story of when I learned that the most. Because there have been a handful of days where my wife has said, I need to get out of here. Yeah. Whether that's for things like doctor's appointments or life stuff or buying necessities or the occasional, because we moved out to Jersey too, the occasional, I'm going back to the city, I need to see a friend. I need to go spend the day. And there's been so few of those, so few of those because of the pandemic. It's made it so much worse um, in a way that maybe we didn't even totally realize, you know. Mm-hmm. But there was one of these days where I was home with him and I had him the whole day. And it was when I realized, oh, sometimes you don't have time to throw out the fucking banana peel. That wasn't <laughs> hyperbole. Like, it wasn't hyperbole. And it was, Amy, I'm not sure where you're from, but Betsy, I know that it's been many a year since you've experienced the Northeastern winter, mm. but they can be brutal. Oh, you know? yeah. It can be really brutal. 
And also, and when, when we, you have a kid and you gotta like wrap them up and take them play. Well, up. that's the whole thing. Jeez. So we moved to Jersey, and we moved to this neighborhood where uh, it's way out in the woods. We didn't do like the Montclair thing or the Maplewood thing. Like all all the artists kind of moved to the handful of towns right near the city with the good trains. We said, let's get out. So we're we're out kind of in the woods, in this neighborhood that's um. It's like the there's like basically two roads in an oval, and that's our neighborhood. Um, that sounds awesome. It's pretty great. How far are and you from it, your it, family gathered? Uh, well, my family all moved. Um, we're 20 minutes from my wife's family with her two kids. So we have a kid who's going to be an only child, but we live 20 minutes from two cousins. Nice. One who's a couple years older, one who's like a year younger. Oh my God, so, that's so ideal. That was a big part of it. Yeah, but we're like half an hour from my hometown. A lot of my reconnecting with a lot of friends, a lot of good things. And nice. living in this neighborhood that's so quiet, that really is just two roads, there also miraculously are, I think, something like 40 kids, high school or younger, in our neighborhood. There's a bunch of kids. So they all were able to kind of be outside and keep some distance. So that was really good last summer when we moved out here. And then the winter hits. And my little guy doesn't understand that people go inside. So there's, if you walk out of my house, you walk a left, you, you kind of walk a few blocks, and there's this playground. And it's really only used by these people who live in this little loop in the woods that we live in. It's just, you know, it's just these few dozen kids. And the playground's for the little ones. So it's really only like, there's like maybe 10 kids that ever use it. And those are my son's, you know, friends or the people, the, the slightly older kids that he watches and learns from. I was home with them one day, and it was winter, and it was just just that awful side of the northeastern winter where it's not like picturesque snow on the ground. It's like that shit all melted, so you've got left or like the hunks of ice and the ones with like the tire treads or the mud all caught. You know, like not picturesque, but still. And like it's cold out, but it's probably like 34 degrees. Like it's not freezing enough that everything freezes up, so it's like that muddy, slushy mm-hmm. Wet. leftover yeah. after a blizzard not the this is not like a robert frost imagery situation you know and my son at this point uh he was born in april this was probably december so he, you know he's he's a year and change he's just figuring out words can't really do sentences that's pretty reason that's really within the past month or so and he starts saying playground playground and he's mad at me and i'm going dude, we're not going to the playground today. It's like 33 degrees. And yeah. he's flipping out. And I'm going, there are no other kids at the playground. I promise you, there's no other kids at the playground right now. You know, um, And also, these outdoor hangs were getting us through because as you guys know, even with a two-year-old, we're not hanging out in people's houses. Yeah. Um, even in this neighborhood, we moved, immediately got a sense that all these people are, are pretty great people, but like we don't know them well enough yet to go inside and do play dates. No babysitter, no nursery school dropouts, no swimming classes, no going to the Y, just like home every day with the kid. Yeah. And uh, he's flipping out, playground, 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 screaming, yelling. He doesn't really throw tantrums, but it's one of the closest. I'm going, no one will be there. So I finally just go, it will just be easier for me to freeze my ass off and get him down to the playground and after five minutes he'll be cold and bored mm-hmm. and at least then our day just won't be screaming but it's like you said betsy it's like well now now i have to change you because i'm not bringing you out if there's even a drop of pee in that thing i'm not letting it freeze 
<laughs> so we got to change you. That's a production. I got to get the thermal underwear on. Okay, now you think your pants are on. Nope, these are just the long underwear. So you're mad now that you think you already have pants. I got to wrestle the pants. I got to wrestle two shirts on you. And then I got to wrestle. Like he had this thing. It was re a really cute setup and it was really warm, but almost like those... Um, like fisherman overalls, like he had those to stay warm. So he's got the bright yellow fisherman overalls. I get him in those. Now I got to wrestle his boots on. He has never been good with footwear. And now <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to remember like 35 years ago. Like, wait, how did my, my, oh, my mom used to make me stand in sandwich bags to keep the snow out before I went oh, in the boots. Yeah. Should I have put in plastic? Should I have made him do? Oh, no, wait, these pants are now pants are built in a way where I can stuff. Do I stuff it inside or does it go over the outside of the boot? To, <laughs> what is this like strange flap that's supposed to keep snow out? Wrestle him into his jacket. Wrestle him into his hat. Get the hood up. He doesn't want the hood up. I have it Velcroed shut, but he doesn't understand. Like it's so much better. And then, of course, getting getting a kid who's you know a year and a half old into gloves is just oh just impossible. not hilarious. And I mean, we are talking at this point from the time where I finally was like, all right, screw it, kid, we'll go to the. Pre I mean well over an hour pushing an hour and a half Whoa. just of get you out of your diaper into your clothes like Whoa. just the amount of screaming and me not knowing where anything is and i found one boot but not the other oh, and yes. i feel like there's better gloves than this you know and i feel and now you've got the hat off and all this stuff oh, and <laughs> we're living in this little like fantasy land where we live out in the woods in this beautiful little neighborhood and my wife over the summer uh, fulfilled one of her dreams, which was she she purchased a red radio flyer wagon and mm. we would drag Aww. my son all over the neighborhood in it. And he decided he wanted to go to the playground in the wagon. And I was like, you sure? Oh, we can't just throw you in the stroller where you're like strapped. No, nope, flipping. I want to throw you in. So he's in the wagon and we get out there and it's so cold, just shockingly cold. And you know that thing in the, when you're in like a real winter, like we have up here in the Northeast, like, when you're like walking a street, there, there's those days where it's so cold where it's like, um, like an eerie silence. You know what I mean? Like there's no animals out. Nothing's moving. Mm -hmm. No one's even getting in the, the there's not even cars coming by. It is bad. It is bad. And he's sitting in this wagon and I'm doing this to get it over with. I know, I know this is not, we're not going to have a fun day at the... I know. I know by the time we make it there, he's going to be going, Daddy, I'm cold. It sucks Drag when you there. have the life experience to know that something yeah. is going to go south, but your kid doesn't. And yeah. no matter what you do, you can't explain it to them. Yeah. Right. And yeah. It, the choice, that choice, I've now, in two and a half years, I've had to make this choice so many times of like, do I want to have a bad time by going and doing a thing? Or do I want to have a bad time because you're yelling at me that we're not doing the thing? Mm-hmm. I go, okay, either, okay, I guess if we just both go have a good, bad time, then maybe you'll go, you know, stop screaming, but that was lame, you know, which, you know, is the more positive way of saying that is to say you have to let them learn on right. their own, and, and he's got to understand, yes, when it's this cold, the other kids won't be playing, so we get down to the playground, and it's taken me, like I said, a little over an hour just to get us there. Oh, man. 
And we only have one car as well. Key piece of information. People might be going, well, why'd you go with the wagon thing? Throw them in the car if it's that cold. We have one car. My wife was gone for the day. Um, and we get down there. And this playground is frozen. Oh, God. <laughs> My son stands up. I lift him out of the wagon. And he takes off running. And he runs towards the swings. And I now know, I was vaguely aware of this before this. Now I'm intimately aware of this. Every time it rains or there's any precipitation, there's one swing that has, they have the mats, they have those mats that go under the swings. A lot of playgrounds I think have these probably. And the one of them is just, uh, <laughs> the ground is not level, so it kind of dips. So it forms pools of water. Uh oh. So there's just like a melted pool. Oh. Of like shitty unfrozen snow (laughs) and mud and dirt. And he takes off running so fast. And when he takes off, I'm just going, Cal, no, Cal, no. And I'm like four steps behind him. And again, and I feel it actually feels so much more cathartic than I imagined. But talking to other parents, that thing we know of, like, yeah, I'm faster than a one-year-old, but he got the jump on me and I'm doing the math in my head and I'm going to tired. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm in boots. I'm cold. I just dra- and he did the thing they all do too, which is me turning around. First of all, too, this feels good to say. The amount of time I have spent in the past two and a half years just looking for the fucking water bottle. It, yeah. Just if I can just get that time back, if I can just get the time back that I spend looking for his water bottle. So he gets out of the wagon. That's really what it was. I go, "Where's your water bottle?" I turn around. I'm looking in the wagon for it. He takes off. That's how he gets the jump on me. And I just see him going towards the puddle. And I'm just going, no, 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 no. And he tries to jump both feet first. He learns what mud is that day. He slips. Oh, no. Falls, like, backwards. Now he's laying flat in it, almost like he's, like, making a snow angel, but it's just water and mud. Oh, no. 33, 34 degree weather. And we've been there for, I'm not kidding, 15 seconds. And he, he knows. Like, he's a very smart boy. He's very smart and very intuitive. So now he's looking at me where he, like, knows, like, th- like this changed something, huh, Dad? Like, he, I can see in his eyes. And I just go, buddy, it's too cold for you to be wet. We got to go home. <laughs> and I just walked him back after 15 seconds at the playground, oh put him in the wagon, dragged him home, unbuttoned the hood, <laughs> took off the hat, Took off the gloves, the coat, the fisherman overalls, undid the boot flaps, got the boots. Now all the clothes underneath, some of that has seeped through. Those are wet, so now oh. I got them all the way back down. And uh, might as well change them again if we're here, right? So it's like, it was just this loop. And it was just, it was the moment where I really learned kind of like just the Sisyphus nature of this that my wife knew really, really well. That mm-hmm. I was like intellectually aware of but emotionally hadn't had to it was the first real thing where i realized like i only live once too you know and like that that was a few hours of my life that were so useless Mm. and where i knew they would be and then you managed to do a thing that made them even more pronounced in their uselessness like we you didn't even sit in the swing you didn't even go down the slide once before you decided it was cold like it was that futile like just futile now i gotta get now i'm realizing oh he's really cold i gotta get a bath going and it was just that thing gotta do laundry just, 
Mm-hmm. I remember feeling so broken. I remember feeling so broken. But then the happy postscript, and I found that a lot of my, a lot of the things often have this, is I will say that the thing that I never forgot about that story was it was about 10 days later. I was changing him one day, and he looks at me, and he goes, Daddy. And I go, what? And he goes, no puddles. And I go, yeah, that's right. You got to watch out for puddles. Puddles are bad. No puddles. And he goes, cow fall. And I went, yeah, you, you fell. You fell in the puddle. And he went, dirty. And I said, yeah, cow, you fell in the puddle, and you got dirty. And then he went, home and it was like the first time he pieced together a little story it was the first time he told me a little story yeah and i it's one of those little things i look back where i'm like i'll never for as miserable as that day was and i will always remember the misery of just schlepping down there and then Mm. 15 seconds later being like you have to be fucking kidding (laughs) i will also never forget my excitement at at him telling me a story and then that other thing we get to have as parents too which is like when I got it and he saw that he tried to send a story my way and I understood it and he saw that I got it and he was so happy so we have that out of it so that's good but I will tell you the rest of that day with him was I was just like how do you explain it to people who have kids you're not even angry right yeah. No. You're just empty. over it. You're just you're broken. You're, you're just broken just shell broken. of a human. Yeah. 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 And you're like, and now I hate to be so macabre, but I'm like, my job is to just keep you alive and then I die. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is yeah. I I've been thinking about that a lot too, where I'm like, oh shit, no one tells you this part where you're like Yeah. And then I put my genetic a... material on the earth. <laughs> yeah. I train it to not fuck up. <laughs> And then I leave. Yeah. It's, it's and now what happens depressing. is I'm alive and maybe you do cool things, but eventually I die. And yeah. in the meantime, every time you do something, I save you or fix it. <laughs> That's yep. Yeah. Oh, and also a lot of the cool things I did, they're probably done now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. That's real right. sad. <laughs> That's oh, fuck. Yeah. It's yeah. it's really, I've been having that a lot of those moments lately where, you know, I'm like, how can anyone be happy ever just <laughs> knowing what's going to happen at some point and being so worried about if my kids can read <laughs> because I can't teach them. So enjoy it. Wow. It's really hard, yeah. That was a beautiful story. Did was he yeah. like, did he understand when you were like, We gotta go home? Was he like no! He didn't fight it. Wow. No, he didn't even fight it. He just kinda looked at me like <laughs> he was just on his back flat making direct eye contact with me. And I remember just looking him right in the eye. I was like, Now nah, we gotta go home. Yeah. Now nah, we gotta go home. Why'd you he jump in the puddle? Nah, we gotta go home. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even like, let me go on the swings, let me climb the slide, let me try this. It was just, um, now we'll schlep, let's just both schlep back home. How long is the walk from your house? Um, Probably, if you hoof it, five. If you're not hoofing it, it was probably close to 10 that day with the boots on and dragging the wagon and everything. Mm. 
through like the 10 snow. minutes there, 15 seconds to fall in the puddle, and then 10 minutes home. Oh, God. I forgot that it was like a little on the warm, slushy side. So I was thinking he was going to get to it, slip on the puddle, and yeah. like break his head open. No, Oof. nothing like that. It was just, it was like cold enough to be miserable and warm enough that he was just wet. Oh. It was. Remember living in the bad. city and you would step off a, a street corner and you would just go ankle deep into a big slush yeah. bucket full of rat feces? Unbelievable yeah. how many times that happened to me. I was like, times. how? Like, I'd step out of a cab and I'm like, I now I'm I'm a wet adult in the city. That's the worst. I lived in the city for 16 years, and from day one until the day I left, um, if I any time I saw someone walking around New York City in open-toed footwear, oh. I I assumed they were just dirt, just dirt. <laughs> And if that's either of you, I do apologize, but just why are you going to have exposed feet on a subway platform? You're out of your mind. Right that now. was me. But but here's the classy part, Gethard. I would go into places and I would bathe my feet in their sink. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's then I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. I would go to teach a class, for example, and I would put my feet in that fucking sink and wash Perfect. it with hand soap. What the and that fuck was far from the grossest thing that had happened at UCB that day. I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee you. Oh, man. Uh, Gethard, can you please tell everybody uh, where to find you, what to check out, how, where to see your work? Sure. I, the newest thing is I have a special called Half My Life, and it's it's like a documentary slash stand-up special about going on the road after I had my kids, so it kind of applies to this exact thing. There's cute footage of my baby when he's only a handful of months old, and download that at amazon and apple and vimeo and all those places and Great. i'm going on the road i'm doing stand-up chrisgeth.com all the ticket links are there so thanks yeah anybody wants to check it out i'm i'm very appreciative uh right on um amy you got anything to tell people no no great nope <laughs> amy albert cobb on instagram <laughs> yep Yes. All right. Please just look there for all the things. I'm not, not a bunch of selfies. Me just like being sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you like Why Mommy Drinks and you want to support the show, please go to Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, and leave us a glowing review. Check out our sponsors and the Why Mommy Drinks Patreon. Follow and like Why Mommy Drinks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Also, I want to hear what broke you. So email me your shit shows or leave a message on our hotline. A copy with your shit show. 424-279-884. A copy with your shit show. 424-279-884. copy with your shit show. 424-279-8842. And all of this information is in the written description of this episode. <laughs> well, hey, uh... Gethard, you are doing a great job. You're yeah. a great dad. Oh, You're killing I'm that. I'm doing my best. Sounds like you guys are doing great, too. And I'm sorry that you had to deal with I mean, that heart surgery sounds very, very scary. Oh, so I'm so sorry to hear that happen. Well, thank you. Please send my love to Ari. And I'm glad to. I'm glad everybody's okay. Thank you. I hope uh, no babies have COVID. 
all these things. Yeah, dude. Amy, you're doing a great job. I'm sorry you didn't get to be alone. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, honey. I well, hope it all works out. Job. Everybody's you. doing a great job. Yes. <laughs> We're trying real hard. Well, everyone, if you find yourself uh, getting a speeding ticket because you're just uh, trying to get home uh, to avoid everyone from... Um, uh, teaching an improv class in a car while children scream <laughs> or if you find yourself uh, so mad that you have to give your f kid a fucking COVID test because you just want to be alone for the first time in a year and a half <laughs> or if you find yourself um, just making eye contact with your kid while he makes a snow angel in a puddle <laughs> Just know that you are doing a great job. My mommy drinks. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with drills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time. Then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot, Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're, you're here to, to believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.